0: Free indeed. I'm JD. I have a good friend with me today, Teddy Mann, uh who's my brother in Christ. We both went to the same Bible college, graduated together, and i uh, was also my roommate during college times and it was a, a, a fun time definitely with him and his brother Joseph there and uh, Thomas and Justin, Kevin and So, we had a great time there, and anyways, he's my special guest today, and we're just going to hang out and have fun, also talk about the Word, uh, share some scriptures, it's just going to be a great time, so sit back, relax, and just uh, enjoy the time. Welcome, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome to finally be here. So, I happen to have my Bible here that is full of old bulletins and a card from my parents Uh from when I graduated Bible school. Oh, yeah. the verse that was printed on it was Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse twenty-six, says, "For God gives to a man that is good in His sight wisdom and knowledge and joy." And I especially like how it ended on joy because, right, right, you know, that's that's one of the trademarks that a uh, Christian should have. No pressure, but I mean. The Bible talks a lot about joy, and maybe that can be kind of the theme of our episode today is just, along with just the hanging out and the chilling, we just talk about joy and okay. how to get more of it, how to how to not leak it out, you know, right. our day-to-day life. And, of course, you can never go wrong with just opening up Let's see. the good old word itself. I'm just looking because I don't have it on my... No, nah, it's tongue. fine. Is it Ecclesiastes 2. Actually, there's more to that verse. I could read that one and look up. So the full version of that, of the 26th verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 2 says, For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, which would be nowadays somebody who's made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Right. Because we're not good in God's sight by our own measures because then that would be Mm self-righteousness. And obviously we know that is a stink in the nostrils of God. If you like, look, God, how good I'm living. He's like, nope. Anyway, so, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to the man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. So, I think it's just saying that, you know, somebody who maybe is uh, in opposition to God and not living for God, obviously not, not saved. That all all of the work and all the things you could accumulate and all the effort that you pour into something, no matter what it is, without God, it's vanity at the end of the day and the end of your life. It's just it's gonna be vanity. And you could be a Christian and have way more success because of your spiritual new identity in Christ. What even if you're just flipping burgers your whole life, you could that could be more successful in the eyes of God because of who you are in Christ than than you know the the richest. You know, multi-billionaire in in the world, that doesn't have God. You know, he's spiritually poor. He may be physically rich, but he's spiritually poor. Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, slap some knowledge on that. Wow. Whatever comes. Joy.
1: Because I've been on this kick for a while, where it came from. This book of uh, healing, that or when Rick McFarland, he had talked about healing recently, but he talked about healing not just for us like having it mm-hmm. but the fact that it gives god glory
0: when well, we have joy
1: yeah mm-hmm. exactly that it gives god glory and so anyways in his uh in the scripture in second corinthians 120 it says for all the promises of god in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of god by us and so it's obviously meant that for us to have joy And experience joy and share joy with others is to show the glory of God, you know, because Jesus, you know, didn't go around depressed, angered, sad, you know, like 24 seven. And so he was always, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing out of this abundance that he had, you know, for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. He always said, oh, I've done it because this is what the Father showed me. This is what uh, glorifies God. This is what glorifies my Father. And so, yeah, I think I think that's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good, man, because, you know, it's, it's true. When, you, when you're when you enjoying the benefits, I covered this on previous episodes, when you're enjoying yeah. the benefits of who you are and God, mm-hmm. and like Psalms 103 talks about, blessing the lord and every day remembering reminding yourself of the benefits that you have in god and when you do that that's a delight to god because you know it's like a (laughs) gift you give somebody a gift you want them you want to see them enjoying Mm -hmm. it it's going to bless you someone you love and you give them a gift you want to see them enjoying it and using it you know but if it's just collecting dust and it's never been unwrapped you're you're not going to Mm -hmm. get the pleasure of seeing them uh be blessed by the gift that you gave them it's so it's like okay, if God was patient enough when a- when Abraham was trying to intervene for Lot and it was like for ten righteous people between these two cities, yeah. would you spare it? God and all of His mercy was like yes, even for just ten. So I think there's more than ten righteous people in America. God's not, you know, how long have have these guys been through the decades? God's gonna judge America. He's mad at America, yeah. and it's like well, okay, y'all have had a long time now. <laughs> For this to happen, and it hasn't yet, so that, and you're kind of, like, just brushing the cross off to the side, like, Jesus never took the punishment for our sin. Yeah. So, how does the cross factor into this, you know? Well, because, uh, also, when it talks about,
1: like, um, joy coming in the morning, Mm -hmm. it's talking about God's anger here, Mm -hmm. because it's talking about exalting God, da-da-da-da. Right. And it says, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints, um, of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, for his anger endures but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping Amen. may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the
0: morning. Amen. Um,
1: and so it's not just talking about, you know, our joy, but, you know, and it says, uh, "We have a, you know, we have a new grace for every day. Mm-hmm. Preach. Um, you know, and it's like. You know, that's God's grace and God's joy that he's giving out of, you know, that yeah. abundance that just flows out of
0: him. Yeah, um, that's awesome. He treats every new day like why? you're a new person, like this is new, we're starting fresh. That's awesome. That's good for, for people like me or anybody else that has a hard time just letting go of things and, you know, whatever, just letting God's grace that's new every day be, be good enough to give you a fresh start every day. Hebrews one nine says, "You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions." So, um, dang man, (laughs) he just did like a a dozen point pop on his his fingers and wrists and elbows. I wish I could do that. I do a little bit before we start. I was like, I'm ready to do this.
1: All Um, right, let's do this. Teach mode.
0: Okay, so um... preach mode, teach mode. Revelation.
1: Anyway, you want to trickle this down, or no? no.
0: Just uh, just bite right into it.
1: Okay, that's fine. Okay, let's
0: do this. Sweet. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're done around it, so it's okay. All this is wonderful. Be real. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, so um, after mm-hmm. only
1: having to drive thirty minutes, <laughs> not far. <laughs> um, you know, but one of the things that was uh kind of on our hearts to talk about is just talking about joy and talking about the joy of the Lord and also kind of living out that joy and kind of its purpose in your life. Um, Because some people have a hard time taking joy either through hard times or even just everyday life or recognizing that it's there for you. And so, you know, what we want to illuminate is, you know, why God gives joy and how important it is to your life and, you know, how you can just, you know, it, it's hard for people to enjoy life. I mean, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm having a hard enough time enjoying paying for gas, So, you know, <laughs> you know, but like I, I don't worry yeah. because I know what God's promise is. Yeah. And so I take joy even when the world is crumbling down. Like I know mm-hmm. that he's going to provide that need. Yeah, it's good. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So. Did you want to mention a scripture first of what you wanted to talk about?
0: Yeah, so uh, Hebrews one nine is a scripture I wanted to share to go along with our theme of joy. It says, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And, you know, we're as a believer, you're anointed with the spirit of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit. You're anointed with that spirit because he indwells you. So you are anointed with, and you have the same things that Jesus has been anointed with when he gave the disciples authority and power, pre cross, by the way, we have that and more with the resurrected spirit of Christ living inside of us. We have the same joy that he was anointed with because you you get all of him or none of him. You don't just get, well, I just want salvation and I want to, you know, have a weird trip on earth before heaven or something like that. Yeah. It's like, and plus why, why wouldn't you want everything that comes with having your spirit literally fused and being made one? with the spirit of god so let's really focus on joy in the coming days and just say you know even if you have to remind yourself and you do because we have this fallen earth suit that is malfunctioning 24 7 Mm -hmm. and you're having to constantly renew your mind and so just tell yourself hey i got the spirit of christ and i have his joy too on the inside of me right and i think one of the things
1: is we don't realize is if we were born (laughs) again with christ we have also like died with him Mm -hmm. and so ephesians 2 6 illuminates that it says here and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus Mm. and so we have to take the idea and the full knowledge and revelation that this is part of our birthright because we're Mm -hmm. all Children of God, you right. know, brothers and sisters, and, you know, so is Jesus. He is that brother in Christ right. as well. Right. And so we are then partaking of that inheritance, mm-hmm. you know, even in another part of, uh, I believe, Ephesians, you know, it talks about us being in this holy bloodline. Right. And so everything he has to offer is, you know, up for grabs. Right. And... Um, Let's see here. So for Second Corinthians 120 it says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him are amen, unto glory of God by us. And so it's not the fact that you need to experience joy just because it tells you to. Mm-hmm. Like it's not easy to do that. <laughs> just to just to switch your brain and be right. like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna experience joy. <laughs> like it's not easy. But it's for the reason that it gives God glory. Right. And joy, having and. that joy and exuberating that to other people mm-hmm. gives glory to God. Right. And that's what Jesus did. Everything he did was to give glory to God and point right. people to God, to the source. Right. And so when we have that joy, when, um, you know, your relationship failed, your house got taken away, you, you mm-hmm. know, you got scammed in something. But when you have joy in the Lord, people are going to always ask, What's so different about you? Mm -hmm. What is it? How do you, how do you go through this? And I, I mean, it gives an amazing (laughs) testimony when you can say, because I believed God and Mm -hmm. I trusted in his promise. So therefore I had joy even in the darkest season that I was in.
0: That's good stuff. Real good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as believers, that's our, that's our end all be all. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if we don't have nothing, but we have the Lord, we have everything. And I know that's like such a burnt out phrase, you know, but it's, it's true. If we could get back to the reality of what gave birth to some of these, you know, one liners like the the truth behind it is really powerful and awesome. And, and what you said about, you know, it gives glory to God. If you're, if you're having a hard time being more grace motivated and you're more motivated about what you could do for the Lord, you could still take that because it gives him glory Mm -hmm. and you could still say, you know what? It's still an act of service to allow that joy to culminate my life, so it gives God glory. You know, and and you could see it that way. If if you if your mind works more of like a task oriented kind of mind, you could say, well, one of the things on my list every day is to make sure I got joy to give God glory, and Mm -hmm. it's it's a win win again. So,
1: right, and also you know in Psalms thirty uh in verse five it says weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. And I think that's one of the one of the biggest parts because I, I don't like waking up the next day mm-hmm. and remembering the thing from yesterday that made me sad. Right. Because you know what, that day might have been dragged down, but I don't like taking that any further than it has to be. Right. Um and you know that's that's a conscious decision that many of us make, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Now, sometimes the opposition or whatever, it might be even be berating you again that day. Right. The devil. But yeah, exactly. You know, and it might even look like it's coming in a different way. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, um, these pressures of the world and the pressures, you know, from Satan, they all take these different masks. Mm-hmm. And so we think it's a new problem every day. Right. Right. Um, you know, and some people are like, oh, well, they don't know how hard, uh, the temptation is or how hard the struggle is these days. It's different than it was like right. years ago, <laughs> but it all comes down to literally like money, pride, right. uh, you know, our own desires that drive us away from God. Right. They just take these different masks. Yeah, but Fear. They all, Yeah, exactly. Fear. But it all comes down to these core
0: issues mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, God has listed out so many times. Right. So that's good, man. I'm glad you brought it up about old things, just being repurposed old, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the enemy can't come up with anything new. And even, even if he tries to kind of revamp an issue that you thought you had taken care of, or maybe it's something that you forgot in the past and suddenly it comes out of nowhere and you can't believe you remembered, you know, some repressed memory or whatever. And, and you're having all these emotions again and, and you're, you feel like you got knocked back down to square one. That's just a, a tactic of the enemy, and that's from the spirit of fear. because fear is also a manipulator and a liar. And fear is deceitful. See fear doesn't just mean, oh, I feel kind of scared right now. that's, that's like probably the, like the lowest manifestation of fear. Fear is such a manipulating emotion and it's a spirit. There's a spirit of fear and it will lie to you and get you so worried and stressed out about a situation that if you go back to the basics of, Hey, I'm forgiven. God loves me. I'm righteous. I'm washed by the blood of the lamb. I have an inheritance at the end of the day, whether the Lord returns or I die, I'm going to be with the Lord. Like Paul said, to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And these promises we have in him cannot be taken away. Paul had a revelation that nothing will separate us from the love of God, nothing in life, nothing in death that he, he mentioned these, these broad uh, spectrums, if you will, to literally cover any conceivable thing that the devil might try to trip you up with along your path of life. And you can say, you know what? I'm still alive, so that's not going to separate me from the love of God because I'm still on this side of life. Or if you're dead, you can say... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the other side, you can be like, hey, even in death, nothing will separate me from the love of God. <laughs> right. And
1: I, I see that so many times as people... Um, they don't see themselves like when you're with God you are on the literally the win win situation Mm -hmm. because even when you're going through the worst time in your life and God is there you come out on top Yeah, Uh, even if like people want to say like oh you lost at this life or whatever like you didn't lose you have just gained everything that we are working so hard for and to bring other people in with us Right, Um, you know and This is where I think we get into, you know, parts of, like, fruits of the Spirit. Because um, I can't imagine, like, not letting joy flow out of me. Right, yeah. Because, you know, when you're trying to draw people to Christ and show them Christ, like, I've never once enjoyed being friends with someone that's always negative or talking about constant problems. Because I'm like, I don't need that drama. Right. And, you know, it says... But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Mm -hmm. Um, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, which tries to drive away joy, wants to stay depressed, you know, and, you know, with sin, with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory provoking one another or envying one another Mm -hmm. and now this is talking about some other stuff but that part of we are blessed with joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance Mm -hmm. like i can use all of those in a day um it feels (laughs) like uh yeah you know and it's and it's quite wild but you know god is always there jesus is always there um you know i always like to say is that You know, God rested from creation, you know, Mm -hmm. creating our world and and people and whatnot. But he didn't stop serving his people. Whereas people see him that way, like, oh, he created everything, now he's all hands off. But he kept serving people. He kept giving to them. He kept caring to their needs, you know, feeding them, giving them water, whatever it was that they need. And he still does that today. Yeah, It's It's not you on your own. And so, you know, when you cry out to God, he has that help available. But he can't. You can't essentially just give, give, give. Like we have to go boldly unto the throne mm-hmm. and make our requests main, made known to right. God, yeah. you know, instead of sitting here being anxious.
0: Right. That's a good point. I, I think that'll help a lot of people. And that and that certainly helps me uh, looking back on times where you're tempted to think, well, if I'm just, it's just grace, grace, grace coming my way. How come I don't just float along the river of life, and mm-hmm. you know, with my cooler next to me full of root beer or right. whatever. You know, it's like. You there is an aspect of approaching God uh, with boldness, coming like you making the effort to approach God about something, and it's not because He's unaware. It's just because there's even under grace, there's an element of interaction with the Lord. It's not just this automatic. You don't have to, you know, you press the button one time and then you know just sit back. There's a there's a constant interaction and exchange going on, but it's it is grace based, but uh, there's still that interaction. So. Right,
1: and also like the reason for this is going to God is God doesn't want to make spoiled babes. <laughs> yeah. Because if you only understand God on a such superficial level, right. and You receive all of this stuff. Soon you'll get to the point where you're like, man, I don't even need him. I've been blessed so much. Why? Yeah. Why even bother? Right. It's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you got to have that character and that integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and God blesses you through that. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, it says in Matthew 6, 33, it says, but seek ye, f- ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm-hmm. and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, granted of which, they was talking about, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Right. Um, they were talking about all these lo- earthly needs.
0: Carnal things. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, when we seek God and put our eyes on him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of those things become so small right. in our in our priority of life, because yeah. when God is made big, when He is made magnified, mm-hmm. um, everything just falls into place. Yeah, you know. Whereas what used to, what you used to struggle with, mm-hmm. is now just a pebble in the road, right? Instead of that's your good. roadblock, your speed bump, right, and stuff. Instead like that. Instead of a that, boulder blocking your path, exactly it becomes
0: a pebble you can walk over.
1: Absolutely,
0: that's good stuff, man. You know, when you it's that perspective. At, when you can focus on God, the promises He's made in the Word, and really let your mind go there, let your emotions go there, let your heart go to that awesome, special place with the Lord, where you can actually say, "You know, God, I trust You and I surrender these worries about making next month's rent, about getting food on the table and not being broke, or whatever," and you truly trust God and put your heart in His hands. It's a it's a wonderful feeling to actually trust God and you can just breathe and knowing that he loves you and he's going to take care of you, you know? And, and like Jesus said, you know, those things will be added to you. You're when you're in the kingdom, that's basic stuff. It's you're going to have that taken care of anyway. He's saying, focus on the bigger things, the kingdom, you know? Right.
1: And I think it, we also have to look at, you know, people are like, Oh, we're supposed to be an example like Jesus. Hmm. And we think that, you know just because he was born of god born of the holy spirit of a virgin and he had this perfect nature granted of which you know he wasn't tempted like we are born of a you know a corrupt seed right but there was still all these things that was able could have been able to pressure him mm-hmm. to literally give up right i mean could you imagine being hunted down to be killed right um for the mission that you're doing that blesses so many people mm-hmm. um I, you know, but yet again, he did this and he went through these things for the glory of God. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the part that we have to, you know, kind of write on our minds is, you know what, even when Jesus had it the most rough, and even the disciples, when you read how they were died and how they were persecuted. Right. Granted, our persecution here in the U.S. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> seems very minuscule. Right. Um, but it all comes to the fact of when you're going through it, you take joy in those things because you know that you're going to come out on top, right? And Amen. that God's going to bless you through it because you give glory to Him, trusting in Him, right? And knowing that He's going to be showed throughout your actions. Yeah, you know, acting up and acting awry doesn't <laughs> doesn't magnify fruits of the spirit or right. what God taught us.
0: Right. Yeah, the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of God. It can be tempting sometimes to let somebody just have it. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to share a verse real quick, my all-time favorite probably, and I've shared it before in previous episodes. I've taught about it. It cares. Yeah. Hebrews 10, chapter uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, and it says, For by one offering, Christ, he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. Mm-hmm. And you know what? At the end of the day, this is just me. Maybe this will bless somebody out there. Um, but no matter what, whether whether I was mistreated that day or whether I'm just feeling kind of down or feeling like I'm not productive or something in the past has beat me up again, you know, um, or whatever the case is, you know, enemies berate me with accusations or whatever, tempted to have a low self-esteem, whatever it may be, when I just unplug for a minute from the world's system and thinking mm-hmm. and I say, you know what, Christ has perfected me in the spirit and when I renew my mind more to that, I can draw on that joy, I can draw on that peace. I can I can start pulling on that I can start pulling on those kingdom benefits. And I can overcome the negativity, the heaviness and the fear or whatever it may be, I can overcome those things when I say, you know what? He made me perfect and a a perfect spirit by you know, wrought by the, the blood of Jesus can overcome anything that's you know, the persecution we suffer right now. Is, is against our physical our physical bodies is what experiences it in this natural realm. So our spirit is untouchable in Christ. We're sealed by the spirit for the day of redemption. You have, we're born of an incorruptible seed, so nothing's changing that. So the devil knows he can't get to that, so he does the next best thing. goes after our mind, goes after our thoughts and emotions. And that's where we mess up as we get into the emotional realm, and we start taking stock based on how we feel and this and that, rather than who we are in the spirit. And if you want to know who you are in the spirit, look at Jesus, because we've been given the same spirit of him. We, we, we receive the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Well, who's the only other person that had a right, true, they had a right to call God Father before the cross and resurrection? Well, that was Jesus, right? He's the only begotten son of God. So when you start piecing together these puzzles, it's like a jigsaw or a, or a mosaic. And, and once you start getting a little bit more of a clear picture and seeing where this is going and seeing the image this is creating, you can say, you know what? Uh, I can afford to have peace. And and like Teddy was saying, have peace and joy gives God glory. So you're doing, you're not being lazy and you're not being, you know, sanctimonious or self-righteous when the Bible is literally Mm -hmm. telling you to be joyful.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, you know, when Jesus, he says in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, he says, Mm -hmm. come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Now, when it talks about rest in here, it's not like (laughs) just Oh, rest for our spirits. Mm-hmm. Like in God, it's talking about our soul, you yeah. know, our mind, will, and emotion, and right. our flesh, because those are the things that can get torn down. Right. And what I like to think of is that, you know, Satan cannot attack our spirit attack our spirit we Mm. are sanctified with god sealed with the holy ghost right you know to him for eternal life yeah so he attacks our flesh our mind our will our emotions and those are the things that jesus came to give us rest for right it's good and you know every time that we take a look at our flesh and what is wrong with it things that are coming against us and all this other stuff we let those filters and those things you know it's like whenever you know god tells you Mm -hmm. Like how amazing you are, how blessed you are, how great you are and how he's pleased to have you as a as a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, well, I don't look very good. (laughs) That puts a it's it's like putting a lens or another glass in front. And the vision of God and the goodness of God gets blurrier and blurrier because we're taking uh, fought of our right. own selves right instead of what God says and esteeming that you know right. like you said like you know even like low self-esteem like you know our self-esteem can hinder us in so many ways right whether it's uh, you know scared to get up and speak, Mm-hmm. Um, Scared to, you know, approach someone that might be a kingdom relationship that you need for ministry right? or just someone that you need to know in your life. Like that person's right. going to be your best friend and be there forever. Right. You know, uh, when you take the limits off of God and just know that you are favored with men, mm-hmm. you are favored with God and that all of these things we can just give unto Jesus. You know, we can cast our cares upon him. Right. Because that's what he came to take from
0: us. Right. And Means. Incredible let it go, (laughs) put it in his hands. And when he takes it, you let go of it. Yeah. And I'm preaching to myself because I mean, like anybody, it's so easy. Like you said earlier, every day wake up and have the same thing rolling around in your mind. You're like, like, Mm -hmm. I want to be done with that, you know? And, um, you know, what you said, what you said was good about when God says these good things about you and then you're like, well, wait a minute, let me check how I feel. That's like, that's like somebody trying to, uh tell you something important and you're like well, hold on let me call let me call my friend down the road it's like what does it have to do with what i'm trying to tell you right now you yeah. know like it's like hold on god thanks for the nice stuff but hold on let me let me call my my mm-hmm. friend uh, across the pond and, and see how the weather is it's like yeah. what does that have anything it's to kinda do like, with it's
1: kind of like uh, if you were if you were out with um you know, like one of your best friends, you haven't seen them in a long time, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, finally hanging out for the first time in forever. Yeah. And then they were just on their phone the whole time. Right. Like, how <laughs> rejected would you feel? Right. Yeah, very so, rejected. You know, granted, God is very, very merciful, mm-hmm. but I couldn't imagine the one that told me how great I was is just being like, oh, you know what? I checked <laughs> this out already, <laughs> and you're right But I'm going to choose this way for now. (laughs) And, you know, we put on a blessing of God. We put that on hold. Yeah. Every time, uh, there's this saying, anytime that we entertain something that is not for us, Mm -hmm. we put on hold the blessing that God has for us. That's good. Every time. Yeah. And, you know, when we let life get in the way of that rest and that intimacy with God, you know, we become bitter entitled um and then we you know try to get even with life and we think oh you know what well i'll do it this way because um, that's what someone else did and they got their peace you know and they're better off Mm -hmm. um but you know anything that deviates you away from god and you self-fulfilling all of your life is essentially a sin because we were made to be dependent on God in a constant relationship with God. That's Mm -hmm. how God made Adam and Eve. They were in constant communication and communion with Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And that's how we are to proceed with our lives. So that way, you know, you're not in this alone. We weren't made to be, you know, like totally apart from God. Mm -hmm. Granted, of which there's times and seasons that you can, you know, do things and rest and stuff like that. And God wants you to rest, but there is, you cannot deviate away from God being your source. Right. Um, I think I think so many people they get on like a glory high, mm-hmm. and then they ride out, ride out, ride out, <laughs> and burn, and out. then burn out. Yeah. And then life That's gets good. in the way, and then we recess. We fall into bad habits or mm-hmm. coping mechanisms that we had. Beforehand, the things that we begged God to set us free from, right? You know, and asked God's help and prayed about it and got set free from those, right? We run on a glory high and then we recess back into those, which is not fun, right? Because usually when those come, they come with more guilt, they come with more shame also to try to keep you away from God, right? Um, Because when we recess away from God, it's like it's like when you hear the word backslidden, mm-hmm. like, that sounds terrible. Like, <laughs> in of yeah. itself, it's backsliding because you're like, yeah. wow, that sounds like it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, any time that you fall away from God, you know, and you don't experience this joy, this life, this peace or whatever, that's why it says for us to come boldly unto the throne. Right. Because you're seated with Christ. Right. You are, you're in that position already. Mm-hmm recognize that you're in that position and take your authority and go there. Yeah, that's good. Instead of just waiting for life to happen and life be perfect because mm-hmm. life will never be perfect, um, you know, no matter what your circumstances are. You right. have to take a hold of it yourself from God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, the what I was going to say um, when, when you are speaking a second ago is like the prodigal son, uh, you know, his, his guilt and shame kept him away from home longer than he needed to be. And he had this speech rehearsed to somehow verbally make up for everything he did if he, I guess, said his piece just the right way. And I've been there. I think we've all been there. And that's that's a temptation from the enemy to think that, that you have to do penance on top of you already being saved, delivered, forgiven by, by Christ, that on top of that you somehow have to uh bring a little extra to the table mm-hmm. and that's not so because you know it said while he was afar off the father ran to him mm-hmm. to embrace him and love him and kiss him and, and you know restore him and that's how god is to us you know that's the one story that really that's honestly one of my favorite stories because it shows the compassion the mercy and god's understanding like he he knows what he already knows mm-hmm. the, you don't have to recite everything to him because uh and isaiah i think it's 44 or 40 I don't remember it right now sorry but he says uh, God's understanding is unfathomable one of the translations and I like that word because fathom denotes like this deep uh, understanding right yeah and, or like the deep the fathoms of the deep mm-hmm. so it's like there's such a deep level to that that God he understands and he knows and it's not saying he he's okay or condones it but he you know you're not going to tell him anything new you know, if, if you mess up or whatever, you can always come back to him. Yeah, if you, you can pour your heart out to him, I'm not saying you can't, mm-hmm. but you're not going to tell him anything new. So if you, if you are bearing your heart to him, know that you can do it from a place of, of you know, it's safe to bear your heart before the Lord, cast your cares on him and know that he's going to love you and embrace you. And restore you. And you don't have to worry about having a perfect sales pitch for forgiveness Yeah, <laughs> to the Lord.
1: Right. And, <clears throat> you know, I think of the prodigal son in a position that he was put in mm-hmm. or put himself into. Mm-hmm. Is what he did do is he said, well, because I have done this, this is what my father is going to think about me and right. say about me. Right. And when we think of God that way, thinking that we know that he's going to be, you know, air quotes, disappointed right. or... You know, like so sad he has to shun you or um, teach you right with sickness or something crazy right. like that. Um, God said that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yep. Um, you good. cannot, you cannot even comprehend or imagine the level of God. Right. Um, and how he orchestrates everything, and that was, and you know, it makes me think of we can't even imagine or think of how important his love is mm-hmm. to his mission and how deep that goes and why he shoves away anger so right. much because he sees so much of the bigger picture. Right, I don't want to be in a position where I'm assuming what God's gonna say or do about me. Right. It, since he is so high and so amazing already. <laughs> right. You know, when I, if there's, you know, ever a time I fall, I don't think that I know what God is gonna do or say because mm-hmm. I have messed up. Right. Um, I know that he is just always there. He is always there. Um, and I tell this story sometimes. I had uh, went through a really rough patch in my life and i was crying out to god because Mm -hmm. i was you know so distraught so depressed Mm -hmm. and i was like why do i keep struggling with this and so i was asking him for help and begging him uh you know and stuff like that before i (laughs) before i knew my righteousness and how deep the love of god was and how deep you know our favor is with him Mm -hmm. and he had showed me a uh a vision and i was walking on a beach and there was someone walking beside me. And I had looked back and there was two sets of footprints um, along the beach that I had walked. And I looked to the left of me, but I couldn't see the person, but I knew Jesus was standing there. Hmm. And then he vividly told me, he said, even when you couldn't see me, I was always there. Yeah. In your highest parts of your life and in your lowest parts of your life. Even when you didn't see, feel, think I was there, he Mm -hmm. said, I was there. That's good. Because, you know, no matter what you're going through, Jesus is always there. You know, God Mm -hmm. is always present in our lives. Amen. And, you know, even when we're ignoring him or we're just not giving him place, he's always there. And so... Granted, of which we need to get back <laughs> to talking about joy. This is kind of, but yeah. this is this is the assurance you should have, mm-hmm. so you can experience that joy. Yeah. You know, I think that's why we kind of routed around this mm-hmm. is, you know, talking about Jesus and all yeah. the benefits and all these stories and things like that is knowing that you are blessed. Right. That's that's one of the hardest things I think was, um, you know, when learning about the Bible and learning about God. Is just getting it, it, you know, so ingrained and saying, Mm -hmm. you know what, no matter what happens, I know I'm blessed. Right. I know I'm prosperous. Right. I know that I'm going to be blessed with a family. I know that I'm going to be blessed, you know, with a ministry or I'm going to be a a orchestrated amazing part in God's kingdom. Right. You know, no matter where I'm at Mm -hmm. and knowing that you are going to be taken care of. And so when I have those assurances, Set in place of, I know what my vision for the future is. Mm-hmm. I know that God has promised me the desires of my heart. Yep. I know that God has paved a way for the righteous and that his word is a lamp to mm-hmm. my feet. No matter where I step, I can always go back to the word. No matter right. what kind of pothole or <laughs> anything that I've right. stepped in, I can go back to the word and right. find the grace of God. That's good. When you get those assurances written down ingrained in your heart and fresh in your mind to no matter what comes up then you can take joy mm-hmm. now it's not saying if you don't know every one of them <laughs> uh you're a bad person right but you know it takes time it takes just
0: yeah renewing time your mind.
1: with god and renewing your mind by the word of god mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah that's true it's good so that's good stuff man yeah yeah god will always get you back on track and no matter where you've been or how bad you're wobbling on the road or You know how much of a sidetrack you took, God can always get you back on path, and He doesn't have a a plan B, He has a will and a plan for your life, and you know He can always get you back to that original plan, no matter where you're at. He can make do a hard turn and get you right back on on path. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, the story about Jesus in Luke 17 when He cleanses the 10 lepers. And he tells them, first of all, they see him from afar off and they, they cry out to him and say, have mercy on us. And mm-hmm. Jesus, when he saw him, he said, go to show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. They were healed as they went. And one of them which was actually a Samaritan turned around and gave him thanks. So he fell down and worshiped him. Right. And Jesus is like, weren't 10 cleansed, but where the rest? So what stood out to me in that was, um, you know, for anyone that feels like an outsider, maybe you're a believer, but. Uh, for whatever reason, you still feel kind of like an outsider, like you really still don't belong for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That's just the first of all, it's just a lie from the enemy. And number two, uh, even if you were, look at how merciful Jesus would be to a quote outsider. A Samaritan was, you know, they were hated uh, from what we understand, you know, back then that they were hated because they weren't full blood Israelites. And mm-hmm. so they were treated like, you know, garbage and look how you know even if that's how you feel look how merciful jesus would be to you <laughs> even if right. you were he would still be at least that merciful to you and even more so once you become a, a born again believer and just know that even if you feel like you're on the you're on the outskirts of the kingdom of heaven you're still in the kingdom and god right. you know god's got a spot for you and you're not you know that's that's just the lie of the enemy to make you feel like you're not you'll you'll never be in no matter what that's just that's just a distraction of the enemy to get you off track, you know?
1: Right. And I was even thinking, like, I think what we're about to take the direction is, is like, you know, the love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good You know, and we might even... <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a great topic. Yeah. And, <laughs> since it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, he's going to talk about, you know, we talked about um, the prodigal son, and this, mm-hmm. you know, might even yeah. be spliced into a second episode, because... Sure. Lord knows how long we'll talk about all it. Right, we go all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all night. Um, but, you know, the, I think what a lot of people have is misconceptions about God's love. Yeah. And this is where they have some information of God's love that they know that he loves people, but the miss where they haven't. They consented it, but they've misconcepted it. Mm-hmm. And the misconception is, is that they have to earn it by some sort of way. Right. You know, when Jesus said, um, you know, if anyone calls upon the name of the Lord, calls upon my name and everything, you know, he shall be saved. You know, Romans 10, 10, it says, who shall ever call upon his name shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was no requirement of your status mm-hmm. in that. Um, there's no requirement of, you know, no matter the life you're living or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if someone's telling you that, that reminds me of like the uh, the Judaizers yeah. from Galatians where it's like, you know what? God loves you and he's still <laughs> great, but you know what? Uh, Jesus never said anything about this law, so we should right. still keep that one. Or, right. You know, all of these things <laughs> to put pressure on people. Right. And it's that pressure that, you know, breaks us to where we then, you know, start thinking Mm -hmm. all these wild things about God.
0: Why would you even want that? Why would you want to put all these stipulations on, you know, it really doesn't make sense at the end of the day. It's like, so you want it to be harder to approach God?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, most of the time we see it coming from uh, people that either have this great opinion or we hold... Mm-hmm. You know, on an esteemed deal because either their accomplishments or who right. they are or the place that they are or who they were in our life. Right, right. Um, and so we, we let them speak these things uh, into our life. And so, you know, because we think, oh, you know what? They got some gravity to their words. You know, mm-hmm. they, they went through this. They went through that. You know, I've right. seen God work in their life before. Right. But, you know, not all of us are perfect. I don't have perfect theology (laughs) even. Now, granted, I'll show the grace of God in every absolute part that I can. Right. But I don't act like I have everything perfect. No. And, you know, sometimes we can get off track (laughs) just because of, like, learned behaviors, Mm -hmm. all these other things. But the kingdom of God, the Bible is so upside down of our culture. Right. You know, in our culture, we teach, you know, a child. We even teach our dogs, our everything, is you do bad you get beaten, right? (laughs) Get beaten, get whooped. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if you do good, you get something sweet and savory, right? You know, um, get that biscuit, but God isn't like that. He's like, because you're a son and a daughter of mine and that you believe my son came and died for your sins. Mm -hmm. This is my love for you, right? That you be prosperous in every area of your life, that you commune with me, get to know who I am Mm -hmm. as your father so that yeah. I can bless you. Because we right. can only receive so much blessing from God as we go deep with God. Right. Because the blessing can be abused so many times. Yeah.
0: And I think, like you said, a lot of our learned behaviors and cultural uh, stipulations that we grow up with and just that mold of society that we grow up in, mm-hmm. depending on where you grow up at, um, it can it can precondition you to actually receive way less than what you were meant to receive from God and you can miss out on a lot of your inheritance because of namely like um, just bad theology bad religion or or views and opinions about God that actually limits your ability to interact with him and receive what was meant for you all the while he's like infinitely better than you ever thought you know like stories where you know Jesus healed people that weren't even you know they were Gentiles you know and delivered Mm -hmm. them set them free cast demons out of them and what did they do? They were just there right. in their miserable state, you know, and just Jesus comes, <laughs> comes in, <laughs> <I'm just thinking
1: laughs> about like the lame man, like yeah, like he just got laid in down. the worst position ever, <laughs> you know, like they probably crawl like with their arms and hands, yeah, and it's like okay, and they fought themselves worthy enough to ask the King of Kings mm. for mercy and grace, yeah. When, you know, most people would be like, "Well, I probably put myself in this position. You know, it's yeah. probably my sin or my fault that yeah. got me here." But they, when they saw the grace of God, when they saw God for who He was, right, they was like, "That's for me.
0: Yeah. I'm going for it." The the. When they saw how good and loving he was, it cre- it stoked this boldness in them to say, "Hey, I want some of that too. Like, uh-huh. I don't care if it kills me. I'm at least gonna ask. Like, it, right. it's like it's like the two lepers that went down to the camp. It's like either way, we're gonna die. Let's go for the best option here. Exactly. You know, like at least I could approach him and look him in the face, even if I do yeah. burst into flames. At least I could be that close to right. him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and obviously, yeah. you know, I use an extreme metaphor, but. And it shows the boldness to believe in God's goodness is rewarded with that goodness that you were too afraid of previously to receive.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, when we think about God and how amazing he is, you know, we we just talked about, um, you know, exuberating joy and, you know, being joyous for the glory of God. You know, when Jesus came. He told us to repent for the kingdom of God was at hand. Hmm. And, you know, when he said repent, it means to change our thinking. Right. We learned that probably a thousand times in school. (laughs) Yeah, that's like one of the main things we learned. Because we thought of God as going to send down this great warrior that was just going to cut off all of our enemies' heads. (laughs) But then he sent down this person of pure love and he Mm -hmm. told us to repent. Right. For his kingdom, you're gonna see it in such a new dimension that you never even understood. Right. Um, that you're gonna to have to forget every, everything you knew about your life to understand how big and how right. amazing God is. It's good. And you know when you don't do that, when you say, you know what, uh, this is what God says, but I'm still gonna do this because <laughs> right. this is what I this is what I learned. When it says that, you know. God wants to give you favor and that Mm -hmm. you're seated in high places and that you're an amazing child and that you're sin free. Yeah. And we say, oh, but we're just sinners. (laughs) Right. You're being your own Pharisee. Yeah. You are really being your own Pharisee. Mm -hmm. How do Pharisees? you know stay alive and that same idea is we do it to ourselves Mm -hmm. nowadays it's not really people doing it to us like where the pharisees (laughs) are coming around and saying like oh you're a sinner and i'm better than you it's us saying it to ourselves right and being in that old thinking of oh you know what well uh i'm sinning so i don't i don't deserve to you know read the bible i don't deserve to worship god even right and it's like you know Shame and guilt never gets you um, anything from God. Right. Your shame and guilt doesn't prove anything to God. Right. The only thing that you can do with shame, guilt, or, you know, the worries of life, whatever it is, is throw them aside. Right, get rid of it. Exactly. And, you know, I think of Hebrews 12, 1, right, where it says, let us set, therefore... Aside the sin that does so easily mm-hmm. beset us or right. sets us off track from God. Right. And you know, sometimes there's like a specific sin in our life that tries to take us off course multiple times. Right. Uh over and over. But you mean I, you
0: mean it doesn't say beat yourself up with because of your sin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're supposed to just like <laughs> easy as that, just let go of it and keep on going? <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. You're not supposed to like shame yourself <laughs> and you know, like beat yourself up for Right. You mean the God can actually let us just let it go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And the point that you gotta get to is like, you know, some of those things there's something specific to us, but I think what is specific to everyone is just fear. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we do bad, we realize how amazing God's love was. Mm-hmm. Why would we ever deviate from it? Right. Why would we do this? And we question ourselves of why am right. I a bad person? Right. And that's the wrong view because right. God doesn't say, hey, you're a terrible person. Right. <laughs> you're lucky to have me. Granted, right. we are very blessed. Right. But altered through the New Testament, he just kept serving people. Mm-hmm. Jesus just kept healing, mm-hmm. kept saying, hey, your sins are forgiving. Right. Go and, Amen. and live a healthy life and yeah. enjoy your life.
0: Who, who Real quick, like, who knows the, the lame man that had his four friends that tore a hole in the roof to oh, let him down? God. And he says, sons, your sins are forgiven you. Who knows? Like we think, oh, you know, maybe he stole something. I don't think, like, no. something as simple as stealing an apple at the local, you know, market would have brought such a spiritual condition that it physically paralyzed him. I think that dude. I would have stole a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, I would think. I don't know what kind of fruits they had back then, but
1: probably better than what we have.
0: Yeah, non-GMO. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you got to think, what kind of sin? And I want to harp on it, but. How bad did he have to mess up the... It brought physical paralysis on him. This is one of
1: my favorite things to say. Down bad. Down bad? (laughs) He was down bad. Okay, (laughs) Like, he was down bad. Legitimately (laughs) and figuratively. Like, he was down bad. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: just awesome because Christ doesn't doesn't waste any time. Like, well, I'm forgiving you, but you know that one thing you did that was messed up, man. Like, he doesn't... He, Christ spends no time shaming you when he's about to pay the ultimate price for your shame.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus never never approached anyone and was like, dang, I don't know about <laughs> this one. Like, you know and it it's like you don't walk by and said, oof. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> You know, he was like, mm, yeah. there's gonna be some work like, here.
1: Like, just imagine the blind man, and he's like, sheesh. You know, it's like, like um, I guess I'll put some mud together. I don't know what to do with this one. Oh, yeah, he always had an answer. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you know, we're imagining God, and we're like, oh, dang it, I messed up again. And yeah. then, granted, the prodigal son, yeah. he thought, oh, my dad's going to say this about me. The right. people are going to say this about me, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, his dad just ran out for him. Mm -hmm. You know, and it talks about that he raised up his robe.
0: Right, so he could run faster.
1: Yeah, run faster. But the funny part about that is, is seeing his legs, like, that was a righteous part of their Mm -hmm. being, like, being clothed like that. So he lifted it up. Granted, they were probably, like, the most pastiest legs ever. Because apparently he wore a robe all the time. So he had to roll it up. (laughs) And so, and so he goes and... Takes this shame, okay, just right. takes this shame because his son was there. Right. You know? And then his son was like, oh my God. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, like, uh, what, what he has. <laughs> Dad has legs. He doesn't just float everywhere.
0: <laughs> he has legs. It's not just feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just flo- this ain't this ain't the me verse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's funny to think about that. Um, but he took he exposed himself to the possibility of shame and humiliation yeah. just so he get he could get to his son the son much more faster. Yeah, all the faster.
1: And I think that's the thing that we, um, uh, mistake is like Jesus came down here not to be served, but to serve others. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Pharisees was like, oh my God, why would he do this for all these people? Well, they didn't do it for them. Right. They wanted (laughs) to keep their power. They wanted to keep their status. Right. Uh, oh, I'm this holiness of God (laughs) and I'm the only one yeah you know and granted of which there was a lot of them you know but i wonder what kind of competition there was in with each other you my know? cinnamon is fresher <laughs> Yeah, exactly yeah yeah i mean i can
0: only imagine oh man because they 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 thought you know doing those spices and seasonings every day at the temple oh i sacrifice and it's like they get themselves the easy out and had everybody else under like the real thing right you know and, and christ was not pleased with that jesus the righteousness of God Himself was not pleased with the system of man trying to rule over man in a dogmatic way like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, they're doing all of these, all of these things: these rituals, these burnt offerings, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Granted, they had a purpose at one point right. in time, but now these things are a stench to God's nostrils because right, self righteousness. Exactly, and because when you do these things, and even. Doing things like where you're refusing the love of God mm-hmm. because you think you got to teach yourself a lesson. Right. I remember a family member of mine, and I was telling him about the grace of God and just, you know, and I told him, I was like, you know, we just preach the grace of God and how great God is. And he's like, yeah, but for me, you know, I need one of those, uh, you know, teachers that are like, man, if you do bad, you're going to get bad, and this is how bad it's going to get and da-da-da-da. And I was like, okay, Uh, you know, different strokes, different I need a little
0: fear in my spiritual diet. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's cool. That person, like, has one of the most uh, diabolical sinful lives that I've ever seen, Uh sadly. Um, You know, when you think you need, like, tough punishment or teaching or whatever, that avails you Nothing. Yeah, it pushes you further away from God because if you think, "Oh, I'm going to keep going down this mm-hmm. road and keep punishing myself and keep and keep this cycle over and over," right. you'll just give up one day.
0: Well, and it's gonna, it's going to program you to do the things that will right. cause you to believe that you deserve all this punishment. So if right. you believe you deserve something, you're guess what you're going to do? You're going to do what you think you need to do to to deserve that and get that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, you think, okay, I did bad so bam i'm gonna you know yeah some people are like oh maybe i need to cut myself maybe i need to seclude myself from everything and you're gonna do these things and then come back to god and you're gonna be like oh, wow, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I was away for a time, and now I'm back. And then you're going to mess up again. Yeah. And then you're going to keep extending the punishment. You're like, well, I didn't learn it the first time. Let me go even harder. Right. One extra lash this time.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, Joseph Prince has a good diagram how he talks about this cycle of defeat where, you know, you sin, you mess up, then there's guilt and shame, and then you strive so hard and try so hard to not do it again and then you fail again because you're relying on your own natural human effort and then it's just this terrible vicious cycle and the thing is is, uh, one of the biggest ones like for me and I think many believers is uh, you you may maybe you're not deliberately uh, harming yourself physically or anything but you allow the devil to beat you up with accusations and you know uh, metaphorically speaking you'll curl up in a ball let him just like, drop all these weighty words on you and crush you, and you're like, That's right, I was so bad. Right. Yeah, that was gross. Oh my God, I, yeah. I can't believe it. And, and all the while, maybe God has used you and spoken to you and given you prophetic dreams, and maybe you've even prayed for people and they've been healed, and all. And then on some random day, the devil decides to pick a fight with you over something you know you've been forgiven of. There's just no yeah. question at all. And you're like, yeah, devil, you're right. And he's just zapping you with these accusations. It's like, get up from that floor, man. Don't let him do that to you. Well, you know,
1: in uh, in the book of Daniel, I was looking right here. And Daniel 9, chapter 9, verse 9, it says, But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him.
0: Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that first episode with Teddy Man. Stay tuned next week forward the second part of that episode with Teddy uh, if you like what you hear if you have questions or prayer requests please email me at freeindeedshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com and if you would like to support the show and just help us do what we do for the ministry uh, you can click the link in the description we really appreciate it, thank you so much for that also check out my friend's channel Man of God Gaming on Twitch and I think he's on YouTube as well so go and give him a follow And remember, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed.